Hello, and welcome to episode 179 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we're going to talk about, uh, our, I guess, our next foray into never-ending uh, hype season and spoiler season <laughs> with like the start of Double Masters. I can't remember what set it was. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about never-ending spoiler season and a little bit more about finance. I got a couple more things to say about finance before we... Uh, pin a button on the kind of the theme for the last few episodes. So I think that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, if you want to get at us on social media, give us some ideas for uh, shows or anything. Cause uh, wizards is not helping. Uh, no. You can, you can uh, get at us on social media. All of our links are in the description below or find us on discord. Our discord links down there. We're in there pretty yeah, frequently. Awesome. Yep. Just about all the time. Probably the best place to get a hold of me, at least. Um, and you're in there quite a bit as well. Yeah. So Discord's probably the easiest way. Um, if you guys want to support the show, like I said, we've been talking a lot about finance lately. Um, if you're looking to pick up any singles to make some specs or, you know, smart deck building decisions or whatever, um, we would appreciate if you used our TCG player affiliate link to help support the show. TCG.CasualTryHardMTG.com. Follow that link make some purchases, support the show. doesn't cost you anything. And we would appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to support us more directly, you can use our Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get access to our show notes. They get a special recording just for them of our pre-show, which uh, you never really know what's going to be in there. It's kind of a grab bag. Um, and patrons get put on my mailing list for when I have you know, some free time and free stuff to hand out to you guys. I call them givebacks and they went out in the mail today. Oh, nice. So if you want, yeah. So if you guys want to get on the mailing list, uh, chip a couple bucks into our Patreon and really help us out, help support the show. We, uh, we don't do this for monetary value. We're kind of just having fun, but, uh, we do need to, you know, keep the show paid for and pay for all the stuff that we do. So our patrons really help us out, make that possible. Yes. Um, speaking of one of the things we're doing is we've been holding monthly tournaments. Um, I think our next one is going to be Saturday, July 23rd at 8 PM East coast time. Um, it's going to be, Oh, this is wrong. Best of three, uh, standard artisan. So commons and uncommons that are currently legal in standard. You can have, any, I know some formats only give you like four or eight uncommons. We're not putting a limit on them. Your entire deck has to be commons or uncommons that are currently legal in standard. Um, and that's that's the only restriction. Commons or uncommons, currently legal in standard. So in Arena, if you go to you know your deck builder and click standard and then commons and uncommons, that will show you legalities for this tournament. Yep. Um, Hopefully, by the time you guys are hearing this, I will have the tournament posted on MTG Melee. Head on over there and sign up. Um, you will need to be part of our Discord to participate, and you will also need to provide a deck list before the tournament starts. Um, you can do that right on MTG Melee's website. So They make uh, it pretty easy. Think, yeah, it's not too bad. You can figure it out. Um, and we're also going to be posting a link for this tournament. I'll post one on Discord, and you're going to try and put it in the description down below. Yep. So as soon as we get it, we'll put it in the description so that, like, if you this sounds good, all you have to do is 
click on the description and you'll get the link to it. Yep. Awesome. And then uh, we haven't really scheduled August's tournament yet, but we have been tossing around some ideas. And we were thinking about Artisan Brawl. So that would be a best of one. It wouldn't be best of three. Um, mm-hmm. Would have to be Artisan Brawl. Are we going to do standard or historic? Um, I think standard. standard. Uh, great, because we're going to have people do standard uh, Artisan so like they can use some of those cards as opposed to having to like, buy more stuff. Are there... Um... Yeah, there's currently standard legends, right? Yeah, because yes, yeah, yes. Okay. I have I have a I have a, uh, a a standard artisan brawl deck already put together. All right, all right. I, so it'll be standard artisan brawl for for August, we think. Um, details forthcoming though. Yeah, we really just started talking about it. So, but we just want to give you guys a chance to kind of know where you need to allocate your uh, uh, wild cards. Yep, if you want to participate. Yeah. We would like you to participate. They've been pretty fun so far. Yeah, they have been. Yep. All right. So we are, uh, was it a week ago that you were like, I think spoilers start for Double Masters next week? And I was like, they do? And yeah. sure enough, we they are did. halfway through spoiler season already. <laughs> but I think by the time you listen to this, spoiler season will probably be done. Probably. Like, I think it's done probably next Friday. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it never, ever, ever stops. Nope. Can't stop. I mean, we stop. made the comment last week that uh, like people were finding Double Masters 2 box toppers in their Commander Gate Balder Legends like collector boosters or whatever. Yeah. So, I think that was the start of spoiler season. It just, wizards randomly putting cards from uh, another set into another product. I don't know how else they would have gotten there. Yes, I fully expect that it was on purpose. Yes, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm leaning in that direction. I. I, I kind of agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like you said, we're about halfway through spoilers for this. Um, you got any thoughts whatsoever? Um, as we have said many times, uh, this product may not be for us. My first thing looking at it is it feels like it is, it's, there's, with today and yesterday's spoilers, has this changed some? So, I guess with Sunday and Monday spoilers, but Mm -hmm. it was very much, um, a product up until then that was geared towards commander. Well, so not just that, but I think um, part of my problem with this set is that the cards aren't that old. Like normally in a master's set, you get cards going back like throughout magic's history. Mm -hmm. And mostly everything in this set was either printed or reprinted while i have been playing magic <laughs> yeah like there's I mean, there's nothing in here i'm excited to open because i have it all yeah um i mean that's just kind of a a we're, we're this at this point right like if we go into an lgs we are the old hands right we are the yeah. people that have been doing this forever and ever and ever 
So mm-hmm. like it's just that we, we we're old now. Yeah. And like <laughs> it creeps up on you. I mean, cons like cons came out in 15? 15, yeah. Right? So that's 7 years. No, 14? 14, no, 15. 15. Yeah. Right? So that's that's been it's been a while. Yeah. Maybe it was 14 because it was coming off of no, M15. No, it was 14, yeah. Yeah, it was 14. It's coming off of M15. It's like, when when was I married? Think, think, think. Excellent. No. Don't get that one wrong. Yeah. Um, but you've got... Um, so they have printed some... So if you look at like what's like modern playable or like modern cards, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what these sets traditionally did. Right. Was like... I mean, that's yeah. where Master Set started, was Modern Masters. Yeah. So we have Renin 6, Season Pyromancer. As foretold, I guess, is it still played? Kind of. Uh, the, like, uh, kind of, not really. Yeah. Bitter Blossom, which Bitter Blossom yep. is not modern playable anymore. I see Cavern of Souls. There's Cavern of Souls. Uh, and the Eldrazi Titans. The Eldrazi, like, Hardened Scales is, like, relatively cheap yeah uh damnation kind of uh inquisition i will say did you see the full art inquisitions yes they 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 kind of match the full art thought ceases from like a few sets ago yeah i know um but like in terms of like high value reprints for modern there aren't that many no right like like the high value cards that are getting reprinted like a lot of them are well, they are pretty much all commander cards. Like we did, you know, Ren and Six is seventy bucks. Season Pyromancer is between fifty and seventy, mm-hmm. right? And then that's kind of like it in terms of like gonna make your modern deck cheaper, right? And then it's just you know kind of honestly a collection of things to make draft work mm-hmm. and cards that are to fix like issues in commander. Yeah. Right. Like this product to me, like Liliana, the last hope kind of see some modern play. I mean, it's had, it's had spots. It depends on what the meta's like. This is true. But like a lot of it just feels like, you know, commander stuff. And I know mm-hmm. that's always kind of like a slur that gets thrown at a set. Like, Oh, oh commander. But yeah. like, this well, really the binding like... top is not legal anywhere but commander, right? Yeah, and it's somehow like forty dollars. Yeah. Uh Teferius Protection, only legal yep. in Commander. Um like I don't know. So my initial like feeling whenever I see cards spoiled, it just feels like it's like, oh, like one, I have most of the cards, so there's nothing that I'm like super excited to go get yeah and two it doesn't feel like there's anything that they're printing that i like want to run out and get right Right. i think the only card that like i had had like a twinge of like oh i guess i can get one of those is um i don't have any supreme verdicts and they're reprinting supreme verdicts so i might snag myself some supreme verdicts I will not. That is not a card that I will likely ever cast. Hey, sometimes you're comboing someone and you got to kill their creatures <laughs> before you combo. Right? Um, 
So there is like, I don't know, it just feels like there's a lot of like commander focused things, which fine. Yeah. But like not not what you expect when mm-hmm. you like go into like a double master set product is like, oh, here are a bunch of commander staples. Now, yeah. part of the problem is um all the modern staples are only like four years old. Yes. Right. So it's really hard to, right. They're willing to reprint modern horizons one stuff as we see with mm-hmm. run and six and season pyromancer. Right. Uh, I don't have force of negations. I would take a force of negation reprint. I think I have yeah. one force of negation. Right. But you know, they can't reprint Ragavan. Right. Right. They can't reprint, you know, Solitude. I mean, I think Modern Horizons 2 is still in print. Probably. Like, it's only, it's not even a year old yet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's still in print. They can't really reprint stuff that's still in print. Although, I guess they did with uh, Deadly Dispute, right? Yes, they did. They did. Um, Which is bizarre. <laughs> greatest selling set of all time $5 commons. Yep. You got some explaining to do, Morrow. Yes. So. Like, they are in this thing where they can't reprint the cards to fix, like, modern prices because mm-hmm. they um, they just printed those cards. Well, also, like, it depends on, like, how the price is determined also. Because I, just about all of Legacy, and I would say most of Modern currently, is being played on Moto, right? true how closely like i know that you know prices of cardboard and prices of digital cardboard on magic online are technically technically not linked and there's you know certainly influences on uh, magic online card prices that don't exist in paper mm-hmm. but like to some extent there's a link between the prices yeah so like if this set isn't going to do anything to fix the Magic Online prices because it's not available on Magic Online. Is it not? No, uh, not from what I've seen. Okay, uh, weird. Like this seems like an so, easy one to put on Magic Online. Like all the yeah. cards are already there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Commander Legends Boulder Gate uh, is not on Magic Online, right? Uh, so. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There might be like, Hey, I have to pay 80. I had to pay $120 for a Raghavan on Moto. Mm-hmm. So a $70 Raghavan in paper is a deal. Right. Right. There might be some of that psychology, but it's just hard be, to like, you know, address the modern prices when cards from sets that are still in print are, $70. Well, Ledger Shredder just came out and I have a feeling its price is being driven by modern. Probably. I mean, it's seeing play in, you know, multiple formats, obviously, but I would imagine that a, a bulk of that is like standard players aren't going to pay $25 for an imprint rare. I don't think that Pioneer players are going to pay $25 for an imprint rare. Mm-hmm. Like, 
the next group of people is modern players and yeah, they might. Yeah. I like saw- if they already have the rest of their, is it deck or whatever, and they're just missing ledger shredders. Sure. They'll pony up a hundred bucks to. Yeah. I saw someone who, uh, won like a 5k or something. Mm-hmm. No dragon race channelers for ledger shredders. And is it Murktide? Wow. Yeah. That's saying something. Yeah. He's like, I'm a firm believer in no DRC. Wow. Like, okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, like it is, it is being, it is finding its way to modern, and I think to a smaller extent, legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, on one hand, like it's kind of, it's kind of a young pyromancer. Like every time you cast a spell, like you can add one power. Well, I guess you, like, your opponent every time you cast two spells. So, like, I don't know. Like, it seems like young pyromancer would be better in like. Well, it's it's only see. once per turn though. Like it doesn't trigger oh, when yeah, you cast your one... third spell. Fair. Yeah. And if you cast like something into ledger shredder into something, your second ledger shredder doesn't trigger. Yeah. Because you your second ledger shredder was your second spell. Yeah. But I So, like this set the only thing this set is doing, which I guess is like interesting in air quotes but could also be bad is um rarity is uh has always just been a construct but it was a construct (laughs) that we kind of like stuck to yeah and now rarities are just like things that we change constantly yeah so dark dweller oracle which was Mm -hmm. a rare in like Mm -hmm. a core set two years ago now it's a common. Common? It is a common. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, it is a common. Uh, remember uh, Bounty of the Luxa? Yeah. It's an uncommon now. Yeah, that card really didn't deserve to be a rare. Probably not. Uh, Dark Dwellers did, though. Not Dark Dwellers. Goblin Dark Dwellers? A different card. Uh, Dark Dweller Oracle. Did I say Goblin Dark Dwellers? This is oh yeah two two pay uh, a colorless sack exile the top card sack a creature oh, exile yeah, the top yeah, card yeah, of your okay. library. You may play play that card this turn. Yep. Um, Bounty of the Luxa was a rare. Now it's on uncommon. Uh, Crackling Doom. Now an uncommon. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh. They, you get any sweet common downshifts for Brad? Um, I was. Oh yeah, yeah. There was one. Where was it at? Um, well, Cartel Aristocrats a common. I don't think that's been a common before. Has not. And then, Tenth uh, District Legionnaire. Oh, is now a common. That one came out uh, on Monday, and I was like, oh wow, that is. And then, uh, remember Fireblade Artist? mm Hmm. Common now from Uncommon. Nice. Um, I will say that the uh, the full art treatment for Crucible of Worlds, A plus. Mm. It is it is very nice. All right, I haven't seen that. If I was a Crucible of Worlds gamer, uh, I might get one of those. I already have I mine. I have two uh, masterpieces. Oh, uh, I. I think I got rid of my masterpiece. Yeah. Because it was like $200 or something. Yeah. Uh, 
But, um, yeah, like, so, like, they are, you know, shaking up, or some would say destroying, uh, Popper. Mm -hmm. With, like, because it looks like they, it looks like they haven't completed the cycle yet, but it looks like they just have a cycle of gold cards that were uncommons that are now Mm -hmm. commons. Because you have... 10th, 10th District Legionnaire is red-white. Then Bloodwater Entity, 2-2 uh, Flying Prowess, and when it enters the battlefield, put it in some sorcery on top of your library. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's blue-red. Now it's a common. I think it was an uncommon in Hour. Okay. Cartel Aristocrat. Chronicler of Heroes is white-green and is now a common. Dirge Mangler, I think, was probably an uncommon. And then uh, Fireblade Artist was an uncommon. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're doing a whole cycle of gold things that used to be uh, uncommons that are going to be commons now. Hmm. Uh, they have Abzan charm, charm coming back. I imagine all the charms are coming back then, huh? Yeah, because they have Abzan. I don't know if they have another one. Uh, they're, they're still at uncommon, thankfully. I do think Abzan was the best one. Yeah, it was. It was uh, oh well it's I think all ten charms are coming back. Oh because, really? Because they have Abzan charm and then they have Bant charm. Hmm. So it would be oh, weird. That's kind of wild. If they didn't just bring them all back. Yeah. Well, I think somebody said this was supposed to be a multicolor set, right? Uh, it definitely is. Yeah. Um. It. I kind of feel like. This is going to be the set that everyone wanted New Capenna to be. In oh, terms what do you mean? of, right? At least for me, when I heard, "Hey, like whatever wedge set shard set, whatever the heck it is, right?" Shard, right? shard. I was like, "Oh, sweet! Like my limited decks are going to be these like three, four, five color dirtly piles, right?" Oh, I gotcha. And yeah. No, they're a blue-white deck that splashes, like, three black cards or three green cards or a red-black deck, and God help you if you want to cast a five-man spell because you're dead Mm. or it doesn't resolve. This looks like it is going to be, like, just like the big battlecruiser dirtly magic that people wanted the limited environment of streets of new Capenna to be. Yeah. I'm, I can see that. The problem is they're $50 drafts or whatever. Yeah. So like um, you're going to do like two of them and then you're going to be like, maybe. Yeah. I'm out now. Yeah. I did notice that there's a lot of um, like commander face card reprints in this set. And typically those cards tend to be like dirtily value engines. Cause that's kind of what they need to be for a commander. Yeah. But that'll probably do weird things to a limited environment. Uh, do you remember, uh, oh gosh, Mystery Booster? When uh, mm-hmm. we were in like, we were in a pod with like a couple pros. Mm-hmm. And the guy was just like, you just take the commander cards. Yeah. Because once you resolve <laughs> them, you win. Yep. Um, so, oh, they downshifted Thousand Year Storm to Rare. No. Oh. And the full art is kind of amazing. That's it. It's like uh, 
a hurricane. Oh wow, from, that is like, cool. The side. Yeah, it's like the the storm is swirling down and twisting the water. It's uh, it's yeah. very nice. Uh, but like they're reprinting like they might be reprinting the Dragon Lord cycle because they've reprinted Dragon Lord Dramoka. Yeah, see, Dramoka's there, and like that card's like a commander card. And, that card's like, also super expensive. It it is apparently again. Yeah, uh, news to me. I should check to see <laughs> if I have some. Um. But it's one of those things that's just like, like, no one's cast this card in modern, really. Right. Right. No one's cast this card in legacy unless you're playing Nick Fit. So no one's cast this card in legacy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, there are just so many cards that are just like, I've never seen this card resolve. Or I haven't seen Dragon Lord Dramoka resolve in like literal years. Yeah. Not since it was legal and standard. Yeah. Or like Maldrotha. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a cool commander reprint which again cool for the commander folk but like i don't know i don't know what reprint prints or what things i'd make me feel like this was geared towards 60 card formats yeah which kind of leads to my next question about this product and you kind of led with uh, the teaser of it where you said you know this product's not for me as are a lot of recent Mm -hmm. products um who is this product for um, are, you know, strictly commander players going to fork down 50 or $60 a draft to draft it? Or are they oh, going to spend, no. you know, two or $300 for a box of this? Like who, who is this product for? This product is for stores to open, to sell singles. This product is, if you want to do a draft, more power to you, go do a draft. But like, I can't see you justifying like more than one draft. Oh. Uh, again, to sound like everyone on the news, right? Like gas has doubled in price in like the last nine to 12 months. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you're spending $50 on a draft after right. you had to spend $70 to put gas in your tank. Right. To get to your draft. To get to your draft. So like not going to like, there's not going to be that many people drafting it. Mm-hmm. And there's not going to be that many in like who's buying a box of this because um, as we're going to talk about with some other stuff, the like EV on this is like probably pretty wild. Yeah. It seems kind of all over the place. Right. Uh, I think it's high because they've printed like Imperial seal mm-hmm. and you know, some like dockside extortionist, but yeah. it's got to be one of those things where like, I don't know how much a divided visitation is. Yeah. But like, or there's like Anamatu as a mythic, like that. I don't think that card is worth anything. Uh, and what is his, uh, Lord of extinction. Yeah. I have a Lord of extinction invocation. That's not worth the cardboard it's printed on. Yeah. So, like, I feel like there's going to be, like, you're going to open, or, like, not to say we, we don't we don't stand a prized amalgam here on this podcast, <laughs> but if you open a prized amalgam as your rare, like, yeah. you just took, like, an $11 bath on your pack. Like, right. it's a dollar. And I know, or, like, they have reprinted Abzan Ascendancy. 
Yeah. That card wasn't good enough at any point. It wasn't good enough for limited. I played it in the sideboard of Rally. Yeah, but it wasn't like great. I don't know. It's not no. a good card. Or like hostage taker. Like there's right. a there's a buck. Yeah. Right. Like there it's, you know. I guess it's a similar to a lot of products, but there's a, it's like the EVs are built on the backs of, a couple cards. Mm-hmm. And if you don't open those couple cards, like you're in a bad way. Yeah. Like oh, I opened, Rich Car Pima Renegade. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Card was a dollar at its highest and has been reprinted a million times since then. Uh, Una's Prowler at rare. Yeah. So like, I don't know. There just feels like you have to open. I'm just talking about, right. You've got to open multiple cases for your yeah. EV for what you open to hit the EV. Yeah. And so like one person you could spike and get like the $600 box. But more than likely, you're going to get like the box that is not going to break even. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a box with a Imperial Seal and Ren and Six versus a box with Lord of Extinction and uh, Azuri... Whatever, like Bane of Progress? Theory. Yeah. Is it Bane of Pro- Claw of Progress. Claw of Progress. Like, I mean, that's, you know, two or $300 worth of Mythics versus $4 worth of Mythics. Yeah, so, you know, there are there is some middle ground, but, like, that's those are some pretty big swings that you can, like, hit. Or, like, yeah. uh, Jermoka's Command. Love that card. That mm-hmm. card was amazing. I won many a games off of fight your thing, kill your uh, Corsair of Crufix. Uh, yep, uh, for sure. Right? But the card's like a dollar. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if you open that as one of your rares in, like, a Tarkus Command. Ouch. Sorry about your luck. Yeah. So, I can't in good conscience tell someone to, like, crack packs of this. Yeah. Like, it just seems like... Seems a, like a losing proposition. Yeah, it seems like you can't possibly come ahead, come out ahead. Uh, like, they reprinted Thrumming Stone, which Thrumming Stone's apparently like a $40 card. Mm-hmm. It's for all those uh, persistent partition or relentless rat decks. I guess, but like... Like... Uh, cards not exactly... It's uh, so thirty from Cold Snap, thirty three from the list, thirty eight from the from the new set. That that won't hold. Mm-hmm. But like I saw thirty, it's like like this card almost literally has no text. In like any <laughs> in any format other than like Commander with persistent positioners or Dragon's yeah. Approach. Like that's the only format that it has any text in. Yeah. Like, no one's um, played this in the 60s. I, I don't know. It's weird that we got a Pithing Needle reprint, too, right? Didn't we just get a Pithing Needle reprint? Yes, but if you are, you know, at Watsy R&D, and they're like, we need to, like, we, we're three rares short. 
right? Someone just goes, Pithic Needle? <laughs> and no one goes like, oh, no, we can't reprint that again. They're just like, yeah, Pithic Needle's fine. Who cares? Yeah. Right? Like, what are these called? The uh, They're reprinting the Liege cycle. Yeah. Apparently one of them costs money. Oh, really? I didn't know any of them did. Like, by like money, it might be like 10 bucks or something. Hmm. Uh, see here. Balefire Liege is a buck. Um, I think it's the green one. Is it Merkfiend Liege? No, that's 29 cents. I'm sorry. Uh, was it the green one? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, like, like there's definitely some like, hey, you're doing a multicolored set. What are some multicolored cards? Oh, the leeches, man. Oh, yeah, the leeches. Yeah, we can just do the leeches. Yeah. Does anyone want to open a leech? No. Not once, not ever. Does anyone ever want to open a leech? Uh, oh, did you see the new design space they cracked? No. There What's is that? one card that is not a reprint in this set. Set. Oh yeah, there's a new card. There's a new That's card. That's weird for a master set. It is only legal in commander and draft. Yeah. Cryptic spires land at common. As you create your deck, circle two of the colors below. What? Cryptic spires enters the battlefield tapped. Tap. Add one mana of the circled colors. And it just has five mana symbols at the bottom. So you circle... It's make your own dual land. Is that so they don't have to waste land slots with a cycle of ten tap lands? That might be it. Huh. But yeah, so they printed one new card, and it's not legal in 60-card formats. Or Commander. No, it is really... Why why isn't it legal in Legacy? I... Imagine the like. You didn't circle I mean, that clear enough. Anybody would play it in Legacy, but like I don't know. It just seems weird that it wouldn't like Legacy is supposed to be all encompassing. Yeah, uh, you you didn't circle that well enough. I don't know what you picked, right? Uh, but yeah, it is not uh, weird. Um. It is, like, like, I don't understand, right, what the danger is in, like, a, a land that is just, like, I understand a little bit that's, like, enters the battlefield tapped, mm-hmm. tapped to add a mana of any one color, deals one to you, mm-hmm. right, like, that kind of does the same thing mm-hmm. but you don't have to like uh deface this card doesn't have to be like the first line of rules text yeah deface target card so yeah it's it's weird but this is the one new card hmm. and i, I think strange. you're right so instead of having like the gain lands yeah they can have like or gates or whatever. Yeah, so what is it? It's There's 331 cards. I'm guessing there are 330 cards. And this is 331. And this is number and this is 331. 
They just did the whole set, and they were like, we don't really have space for... Um, Is it a special rarity? It's common. It might just be, it might be like... No, it's not common. The, the rarity is L. Oh, the rarity is L? Yeah, okay. so it's special rarity. Yeah, I think there's one in every pack, is what I was going to say. Like, it's got a, a common uh, set symbol, but I yeah. think it's one in every pack. Yeah. Because, like, for those of you who haven't played, we haven't had, like, a true, like, three-color, like, dirtle set in a while, right? right? Yeah. Like, these don't work unless you have, like, a land in every pack. Mm-hmm. Right? You just can't cast your spells. Because it's, like, be hard three colors. And then, well, I mean, you end up with uh, Nuka Penna, where the fixing yeah. is fine, but... Not good enough to do the thing, though. Not good enough to do the thing. And, like, again, it takes, like, you being wrong on, like, three cards. And then the thing can't be done because you're dead. Yeah. Like, oh, I got all my colors on turn five. Uh, counter your thing, attack you for six. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I got I got one last thing for uh, 2XM2 okay. before, we, before we move on, and that relates to the first thing I said about 2XM2, about perpetual spoiler season, uh-huh. coming back to spoiler season, did we ever leave spoiler season? Did you know that this set releases on June, or July 7th or July 8th? And that no. we have another set that releases on July 7th? What really? Is the 7th like the arena thing? It is. Okay. So two product launches on the same weekend. Um, I think, like what that tells me, right, is that Wizards feels as though they have two distinct client bases. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, for sure. Like, I mean, this product in particular, the Alchemy one, isn't even for, I don't want to say the majority, but like the plurality, I guess, of arena players. Like, it's not for every arena player. There's a lot of arena players that aren't going to care about this. Uh, did you see the arena games played? Uh, uh, I saw the talk about it. Um, I wasn't going to put a ton of, um, I don't know, emphasis behind those stats because they're not official stats. They're not. Uh, and Wizards made it abundantly clear that they are uh, never going to release those stats. Right. But it's from untapped. Mm-hmm. Right. So people that are using like a, a game tracker mm-hmm. uh, and in theory, the most enfranchised players, right. it was 2 million standard games, mm-hmm. 500,000 Explorer games and like 4,200 or 42,000. Um, uh, what's it called? Alchemy. Alchemy games. Now, granted, Brawl was kind of in the same ballpark, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, it was people that are enfranchised enough and care enough to go download a game logger, right? right? So, I don't have one. Do you have one? 
Um, I've used it in the past. I'm, I don't use it currently. Right. I've never downloaded one. Right. So, you know, uh, but basically that group just does not play alchemy. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know who this arena set release is for. Mm-hmm. What I do know is like my vibes have been standard, which we talked about in the pre-show, right? Are pretty stale, right? Mm-hmm. Like could 100% use another set to like shake up standard here. Right. Right. Or another set for me to like draft for like three weeks to like make me excited about arena. Like that's when I'm excited well, to play. You arena. can draft this. And then get cards that like I can only use in historic, which yeah. I have not played since Explore. Right. No thanks. I'm good. <laughs> I I appreciate the thought, but no, I'm good. Thanks, uh thanks, Arena Overlords. Well, I think there's supposed to be some reprints in it too, though, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, then I'll I'll get those. But like yeah. it's very clear that if you're releasing two sets on back-to-back days that yeah. you feel that you have two audiences two separate audiences with very little overlap. Right. Right. Where you're like the arena people are going to get these arena cards and they're going to be happy and do that. And mm. the paper people read commander people are going it, to do. Yeah. That was going to be my point is because I think the audience that um, arena targets is going to have some overlap with people who will play this set. And I think those people aren't going to play the formats that uh, Double Masters 2 is expected to target. Yeah. Like, I I think that, you know, if, if Arena was coming out, if they were making Arena to release this fall, mm-hmm. it would support four-player commander. Mm-hmm. the fact that it doesn't mean that they have this whole audience that they cannot monetize with arena. Right. So they have to monetize them with products like this. And what we're going to talk about here in a second, secret layers, right? Yeah. That's how they're monetizing that group because yep. they did not uh, plan. I think on the year of commander becoming the decade of commander <laughs> Or, like, the only way you're allowed to play magic The only way you're allowed to play paper magic. And so they, like, did not put that functionality in Arena. And I'm sure, like, every day they're, like, you know, they've got the intern chained to the desk just beating them. Just, like, make it so it does four-player. I've got to start (laughs) over again. Make it so it does (laughs) four-player. And he's, like, just starting over. Like just like a blank document, and he's just like, "All right, whatever yeah. code things like triangle greater than sign code <laughs> less than sign kind of deal zero zero one zero yeah. zero one one." Exactly. He's just seeing the world in like the matrix green. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, right, but like he's like blonde brunette player <laughs> one player two player three player four, <laughs> um, but like. I really think that they're just like, this thing is for commander players, mm-hmm. but we have to throw in. So it's flipped. This is interesting, right? So remember for years, it was like, we're printing cards for 60 card formats, 
but we're going to throw in some commander cards so we can trick the commander nerds into spending money on this product. Mm -hmm. This product, and again, in four days, like this could be like a bad take. This feels like this is a product geared towards commander. Mm -hmm. And we've got to throw in just enough 60 card stuff to get some 60 move to get some 60 card nerds to buy some packs. Yep. But like, like I feel like there's a lot of like token stuff that's uh, like, just like, yep, this is for, you know, like I'm sure if we went through and counted cards that like were desirable in 60 card formats, we'd get to like 20 or maybe not that, maybe like 15 or something, like 10% of the set that's been yeah. spoiled so far, that you'd be like, oh, that is a card that sees playing constructed and required a reprint. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be like, oh, look at all these cards that like get played <clears throat> in Commander. So, yeah, that is my feeling, is they're like, yes, we're going to separate the Commander people and we just need to get enough money from the... Or make it desirable enough that stores want to crack packs. Because you and I are going to buy singles. All right. All right. So moving on to something that doesn't require cracking packs. I know last week we like super quick touched on the new secret layers. We did. Um. I think there's a couple of them that are decent value. So okay. I just wanted to uh, point them out real quick. Okay. The um, the Vulcan Baga secret lair mm-hmm. with Berserk and Verdura and Enchantress. Um, I don't think you can lose with that one. Either foil or non-foil. Like Berserk has been somewhere around $25 to $40 forever. And Viduran Enchantress is also like 10, 15 bucks forever. Like not for foil versions. Yeah. And then I guess Patron Wizard is also an expensive card, although I wouldn't have ever known that. Yeah. I did not know that either. Yeah. So I I I ordered four of these in Bala. foil. Yeah. Um I think that's a solid one for a spec. Um, mm-hmm. to make money on in the future. And then the other one is, let me see, the one with, is it Mystic Remora? Yeah, uh, Mystic Remora Utopia Sprawl Burgeoning, I think is another one that's probably worth some money. I think this is the first foil printing of Mystic Remora, so, which is a yes, big, big. That card. I know is true. So I just looked them up real quick. Berserk okay. is twenty five. Okay. Verduran Enchantress is three bucks. Oh, really? Patron Wizard is three bucks. Hmm. Uh, just like well, market price. Yeah. Four fifty on Patron Wizard. Uh, let me check. Make sure I just didn't like look at it. Because I priced Verduran Enchantress is not that long ago, and they they weren't super cheap. Uh, maybe I was wrong. Uh, five. Depending on the version, they're five bucks. Yeah. Okay. So, like, this this is, like, berserk and, like, but, like, this is one of those cases where, like, if you need a berserk, mm-hmm. right, like, it makes more sense to buy this 
than it does to buy a berserk. Right. And what was the other one? Um, from that other secret lair, it yeah. was Elspeth, Elspeth, Knight Errant, uh, mm-hmm. Patron Wizard, Berserk, yeah. Viduran Enchantress. That's the Vulcan Baga one. What was the other one? Was it the uh, the Kellogg's Loops? Kellogg's Loops. Yep, it's a Mystic Remora Retreat to Coral Helm okay. Burgeoning Utopia Sprawl. Like burgeoning's expensive, right? Yep. And Utopia Sprawl is, I mean, it's had a couple reprints lately, but that's like. It was like five bucks. Kind of perpetually a, yeah, five or six dollar card. So burgeoning with like three printings is uh, $21 or like 30, 25 to 30. Yep. And then, uh, and then Mystic Remora is like, the fact that it's its first um, uh, foil printing is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's eight dollars, but since there's not a foil one, yeah. But then you have to go like non-old border, non-fish. Which <laughs> That's true. Seems like a downgrade. Maybe. It's it's the fish. Yeah. It's it's the it's the ice age symbol. It's what we grew up with, man. <laughs> what we grew up. Oh, with. I get you. Uh. Um, I think those two are decent values, though. Yeah, I can see so those. So if you're looking to if you're looking to spec or build your collection out or whatever, those two I think are the best best yeah. bang for your buck. I think the I think I would do the foil for yeah. the for the uh, Kellogg's loops, mm-hmm. just because of the fact that Mister Cremora has not been in foil before. Yeah, right. I mean you also get. Utopia sprawl foils are insanely expensive, no matter what the version is. So fair. I agree. Um, um, I didn't actually buy that one. I don't need any of those cards. Yeah. Um, and like the artwork's cool, but it's not really super my style. Mm-hmm. So that one I didn't buy. I do really like the artwork on the Vulcan Baga one, though. I don't have Berserks, and I don't have Verduran Enchantresses. So that one I did buy. I have Berserks from. Conspiracy? No, the next set I got printed in Eternal Masters. Oh, okay. I think the one with like the double hourglass. Yeah, it was Eternal Masters. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one I have mine from. Yeah. Again, like not that I've got to play like a Berserk format, right? In uh in a while, but yeah, I could definitely um, see that in Vulcan Baga. Uh, that's Siege Rider, right? Yeah, Siege Rhino, and he's also Mox's in-hands guy. Okay. Yep. Mox's in-hands guy. It's yeah, bad. he's That's the guy like, that always... Oh, yeah. he, he draws the Moxes in the hands. He did uh, Mox Diamond for the... Uh, from the Vault, mm-hmm. Mox in Hands. He did the art for the Moxes for um, Vintage Masters. Gotcha. Oh, no, you might be right. It might, mine might be Conspiracy. Because there isn't an Eternal Masters one. So there's Conspiracy, Take the Crown, and then there's... What was the other one? From the Vault. Uh, oh, From the Vault Exile. That's it. Yeah, no, so mine are, mine are from the Conspiracy then. Conspiracy, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Um, the other thing is, like, the Tokyo lands. I mean, lands aren't... I don't know why you would spend $5 or $30 on 
five lands or whatever, but the Tokyo lands, um, again, not really my style, but it's some pretty cool art. It is very cool art, and it's it's someone's style. How about that? Oh, for sure, yeah. And they are like, they are super neat. Yeah. Like, um, and like lands are something you can always use. Where, like you said, you know, the chances you'll have to cast a berserk aren't every day, but you know, the chances you have to play basic swamp could be every day. Uh, as we learned uh, uh, last week, there is a waifu market. I'm sure there's also a weeaboo market, and this Probably. like there's there's someone who's just like oh my god, yeah. Like the mountain's super cool, like using like the, the mountain landscape. is super cool. I, I really like, like the swamp too. Yeah, yeah, that's cool too. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, probably not for me. But yeah, they're definitely for someone. Mm-hmm. And like all of those lands are have been like ended up expensive. All those like yes. Uh, basic land secret layers because like yeah. the Godzilla lands. I've checked on them in a while. I'm not sure if the most recent ones are, but yeah, for a long time the lands were really expensive. Yeah, so it is something to look out for if you're just like I've got like three. I just uh, I have three secret layers that uh, I got a couple weeks ago that are just like mm-hmm. chilling out here. The I think like the vampire ones. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Castle Dracula or whatever that had like. The whatever commander. Exquisite blood. What? Exquisite, Exquisite blood. blood. Yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, real quick before we move on from secret layers. Okay. I am interested in how many of our listeners buy secret layers. I don't yeah. know what the best way to get this information is. Um, I tend to talk about the secret layers that I'm excited in and the ones that like I think are decent value. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... Like, I don't mind the Secret Lair product. I think it's a decent product. Maybe it's one of the only products left for me. Um, but I'm interested to see, you know, how many of you guys are interested in Secret Lairs. What's interesting about the Secret Lairs is, on some level, the Secret Lairs are how we typically buy cards. Right? You're just mm-hmm. buying singles. Right? right? You looked at the Vulcan Baga one and was like, I don't have Berserks. I or Verdurin Enchantresses. Yeah, I can go buy a Berserk for $30. Yep. Or I can buy the Secret Lair for $30 and get a Berserk plus two cards. Right. Right. It makes more I'm fine with the art, or I, I actively like the art. It makes more sense for me to buy four of these so I get four Berserks than it mm-hmm. does for me to go to uh, TCG Player and buy four Berserks. Right. Uh, so I'm going to buy four Berserks this way. Mm-hmm. Right, like a lot of these come down to like, like a single card, out of the out of the bunch, that's like, oh, mm-hmm. that is a really expensive card. Yeah, I uh, want that card, so I'm just gonna buy it, and this I'm gonna get like this card, like just like when you bought the bitter blossoms, you're like, well, I need bitter blossoms. This is a unique form of bitter blossom. Sure, and ch- just, at the time, cheaper than a Bitter Blossom. Yeah, I'll just get Bitter Blossoms this way. Yep. Right, so, like, this is, like, Wizards, like, kind of selling you singles better than you can, like, buy singles for. Yeah. Also, like, I didn't have three mana Teferis, so I bought the Retro Planeswalkers. Okay. With Karn and Teferi. And, like, Karn and Teferi are worth 
you know, more than what the secret lair costs, so. Hmm. Crazy. Yep. But I mean, if you're just going to get like, it's not innocent blood, gosh, exquisite blood. Yeah. Which like, now I can't spell that. So we're just going to move on. I don't understand <laughs> how much it was, but I'm, I, we've, we've decided I can't, we've remembered I can't spell. So we're just going to move on. We're going to be All embarrassed right. for me. And then we're just going to yep. move on. All right. So like we said at the top of the show, today's a little bit of a finance grab bag. Um, little bit about spoiler stuff which is kind of finance related especially with a um reprint set and then a little bit about you know our tangent about uh alchemy sets and then the secret layers are kind of you know financy um but i wanted to kind of close the show out with an interesting point that i ran across this weekend and that is expected value of sets okay um now, kind of the go-to for EV is Goldfish because they started including it with their calculations. But before that, the gold standard was Dawn Glare. Um, they've been around for a long time. I, I don't know if any of you guys know about Dawn Glare, but they're a, kind of an older price tracking website. Um, but they've been doing EV calculations for a long time. And... Because of that, their calculations are a little weird because they've been doing it before, like, the Booster Fund project. So the way, like, they calculate EV is based on a draft booster box, and they don't consider, you know, set boosters or collector boosters or whatever. And they also don't take into account foils because foils didn't used to be as common as they are now. Um, the reason that I wanted to talk about EV was because I ran across the... Uh, the profs video doing his booster box game for commander balder gate legends or whatever it is um and he opened three three boxes on his video and if you guys aren't familiar with the the video that he does for every set he buys a booster box and then cracks it on camera and notes all of the cards that are worth more than two bucks and then he will sell those cards. I think he sells them on eBay and uses the profits from that to buy another box. And he keeps going until he opens a box where he does not get um, enough money out of the box to buy another box. Sometimes he just does one box. Sometimes I think the most I've seen him do is three or four, maybe four or five, somewhere around there. Um, this video, he opened three. Mm -hmm. but not because he made money. It was because it was so abysmal. He couldn't believe that it was so bad. I think the first box he opened was like 45 bucks. And the second box he opened was 50 bucks. And the third box he opened didn't crack $10. Which is awful. For a set that released last week. Yeah. Like um, just, just horrifically bad. Yeah. So I hopped on Amazon to see like what this product is selling for and collector boosters on Amazon are for sale right now at $20 and 90 cents. Okay. Now we don't have MSRP anymore. So kind of Amazon is MSRP. Uh, so a collector... Yeah. Well, I think, okay. I think most uh, like most stores or whatever, when you're trying to calculate, you know, what a product should go for, look to Amazon because okay. they're the biggest. Um, 
so a collector booster is 20 21 bucks which is four dollars cheaper than a collector booster normally is um the set boosters they didn't have any single set boosters for sale but you could buy a box for 97.41 and there are 18 packs in a box so they're like five dollars a pack yeah which makes each pack like five dollars and fifty cents roundabouts so that last box that the prof opened paid for two packs <laughs> which is so bad yeah so, and then so uh, a draft booster box was a hundred bucks on Amazon and there's 24 uh, packs in a box. So mm-hmm. it was roughly four bucks a pack. Yeah. But that's so bad. So, yeah. Wild, wild. The times we're living in where a freshly released set has an EV of garbage. Yeah. Of, you know, like actual garbage. Yeah. Like now, they don't take into account, you said the Don Glare doesn't take into account foils and stuff, so it's probably a little bit higher. Well, so we haven't talked about actual EVs yet, though. Okay. Like, I was just kind of referencing the prof's uh, fair, fair. video. And, you know, if you open a set booster box of the newest set that just came out and don't get $10 in singles, like, that. I mean, that's obscene. Yeah, like, what do you... What are you supposed to do? Yeah. Like, you you can't open a box. Like, you just no. can't, right? You cannot. And I mean, I guess, uh, you know, what ends up happening is, like, can you be a store and open boxes like that? You can't, right? Absolutely not. So, like, I guess on one hand, it's a self-correcting problem if there's, like, three cards people went out of the set right Mm -hmm. but if there's not like just no one opens these boxes yeah like these be this becomes like dragon's maze or homelands or yeah yeah it's like we're just rots on a shelf forever because nobody wants it buy a pack buy a pack of uh kamigawa neon dynasty get a box of uh commander legends for free yeah like i just need this out of my store please take it yeah so like this ev talk kind of goes back to our episode last week where we had dom on and was talking about doing like mass box openings or you know from a reseller's point of view or something something along those lines um and we talked about you know ev and mass box open openings but we didn't really talk about what ev was or and i guess we're really not going to talk today about what it is but Mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, just kind of put some information out there while I was trying to research the EV for Commander Legends, Baldur's Gate, whatever. Um, I looked up the last four, like, standard release sets, what the EV was, and it's not good. No. I I don't understand what's happening right now. Um, Per Dawn Glare, Streets of New Capenna, the most recent standard set, has an estimated value of $68 a box. Um, that's less than wholesale. So if you were a store and ordered a box of Streets of New Capenna and cracked it for singles, you can reasonably expect to not get your money's worth out of that box. And that's not counting like the time you paid someone to open and sort those cards. Right. Like you're down. And then enter them into your website and then, yeah. 
Yeah, you're, pull you're them down for somebody. a ton. Yeah. Put them in a sleeve, put a stamp on them, ship them out. Yeah, just not, yeah. not doable. Um, Neon Dynasty is the best of recent memory at $81 a box, um, which is probably right around wholesale, but certainly not what you're going to pay for off the street. Yeah. Uh, Midnight Hunt is 67 Again, I would guess less than wholesale. And Crimson Vow is the worst of the bunch at $58. So those those are the last four standard legal sets. Which is just both have, Yeah. Um, Um, No, again, like most people go back to Goldfish for EV calculations because they're more accurate now. Um, They take into account, you know, multiple showcase printings, multiple like different arts, um, different foiling, whatever, where Donglare doesn't. So these prices probably are a little low, um, but it also takes time for goldfish to get enough data to like correctly get an EV. So they don't put them out right away. There aren't EVs for these on goldfish right now. Yeah. Um, even so, right? Like, if you are counting on like opening a certain handful of foils mm-hmm. to like get to your like box value, like that's not, you're not in a good place. Right. Right. Like that is. So, you know, with four different boosters, a, or four, like three different types of packs mm-hmm. and, well, there's four different kinds of packs, right? They still do theme boosters. Are they? I guess yeah, because then there's the theme boosters going to become jumpstart boosters in the in the fall. Yeah. Um. So you got four packs, and then three or four different like arts, not counting foilings, right? You've got right. regular so magic got, card, whatever the yeah, set frame is, mm-hmm. and then like full art. An extended art. Yeah. Is there a, is there a difference between There's extended art and borderless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Yep. So there's four different treatments for many cards. Mm-hmm. And then there's the varying levels of foiling. Right. Right? So there's just so many more cards. And, like, where, you know, I know Dom was pretty adamant that like where the money is is in collector boosters Mm -hmm. right like so i wonder what the ev for collector boosters are yeah i don't know so i mean just because like it's the only place that you get any value in the like pack that's like all foils and like fancy printings because like it makes no sense to buy and open a draft booster if all you want to do is, like, get cards. Mm-hmm. Which is just wild, because for yeah. literally all of Magic's history, that is, like, how you got cards. Right. Right. I mean, I saw someone who had just, like, uh, on Twitter was like, oh, I'd, like, split a, a 2K with someone. And they mm-hmm. were just, like beside a stack of new Capenna boxes that they were walking out. I was like, dude, you're just getting host. 
<laughs> like this person yeah. gave you less than what you were supposed to get. Right. It's like, why do you want to open all of these packs? Right. It used to be that you would like win an event, get paid out in like boxes, and then you could sell the boxes. Right. And like, that's how you got your money. And now it's much like. Nuka Penna boxes on Amazon right now. And now you're just like, oh, I'm going to like try to sell this box box for 80 bucks. Yeah. A uh, set booster box is 102. Okay. A collector booster box is 176. A bundle is 32. And a draft booster box is 92. Okay. So at 92 bucks, you're taking a $30 hit if you're buying them off Amazon. Yeah, which is just not. I am still traumatized from when I walked in and picked up my Ikoria boosters and you were like, yeah, the EV is only 80 bucks. And it was like three days after the set came out. And I was like, oh, like that's sad. Well, I mean, thankfully, like Ikoria aged well. It did. It did. Um, Like if you go back now, the EV is positive. Yeah, I mean streets will probably with the trilands, mm-hmm. like they're gonna they're gonna work their way up over the years. I'm sure. Yeah, but it's in the short term, like it's not a reasonable thing to open the packs. Like you're, you're kind of on like ledger shredder and triomes, yeah, or whatever they are. It was so nice when they were all triomes, and now they're just <laughs> all like random things. Yeah, there's a garden. There's a boxing ring or something i don't know hideout yeah like they should have all just been like name hideout yep rafine's hideout or base yep take either one there's a lair right isn't one of them a lair yeah i take everyone's lair also in yep but no we've got jetmere's garden and no and they're also like not named after the shard they're named after like the guild leader or whatever. Yes. Which is really strange. It's a yeah. land. Like it should be. Yeah. I guess that's a good point. I guess it could be like, oh uh, gosh, where are they? Maestro's Triome. Yeah. Or my Maestro's headquarters. Done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riveter's headquarters. Done. I know what it is. Clubhouse. I know what it says. Or how. Yeah, whatever. Something. Yeah. Again, you, you let us you let us down, creative. <laughs> you had one yeah. job, make it so no you could remember the names of the lands. It's like, oh, because they're just going to get called triomes. Right. It's like, oh, there's three of the them. The Jun triome. That's yeah. even worse because it like doesn't get any part of it. No, none of it. Yeah. It's like Jund is from like 15, 20 years ago and yeah. triome is from two years ago. But that yeah. communicates to me what colors they are. <laughs> and, and what it is what it is thank you yeah Zeotora's lair doesn't yeah Zeotora's proving ground that's what it is proving ground yeah yeah crystal clear yeah I had I had questions then you said Zeotora's proving ground I went oh oh yes <laughs> why of course clearly it's a ground that proves Zeotora <laughs> yeah exactly is there a Zeotora? Well, if I look here at this proving ground, you can see the proof for Zeotora. <laughs> QED, Zeotora is proved. It's like, okay, cool. Thank you very much. Nice to your geometry coming through. QED. <laughs> Quite enough done. Proof finished. Um, 
Yeah. I, I just keep coming back to, like, at some... Like, I don't know how... Well, I think I do, right? There was a time where your local game store could operate on the back of Magic. Mm -hmm. Pretty comfortably. Yep. And that started to erode, I don't know, five, four or five years ago. Yeah. Right? When you heard, like, well, you got to sell snacks and you got to sell drinks and other stuff to, like, make your money. Right, mm-hmm. but then wizards would like you know throw your local game store like a bone. They'd be like, "Here, here's a from the vault. Charge yeah. whatever these suckers will give you for it." Yeah, well, they kind of did the same thing for conspiracy too. Like when cons, I think when conspiracy first came out, they weren't being sold at MSRP. Mm-hmm. Like stores were upcharging because there was you know it was the fun new thing to do when there wasn't enough to go around. Um, same with the master sets. Yeah. They originally didn't sell at MSRP. They always sold about, and, like, if it was, like, 8, they yeah. sold for 10 or 12, yeah. usually. And, like, at the time, you couldn't get those products at big box stores. Yeah. The only place you could get them was local game stores. And now I think everything's, like, at Target. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, you can go to Target and buy a Collector Booster, a Commander, Jumpstart, Legends, Gate, whatever it is. Yeah, and... So, like, there's, but they used to, like, be like, you know what, we know we, like, screwed you the 11, the other 11 months out of the year, but for, like, this one month, here's, like, a product or two that you just get to, like, make as make much all money of your as money you can. On. Yeah. And it's like, oh, thanks. And now it's just like, yeah, you know that product that we let you make as much money as you could? We're going to sell it now. Yeah. Just we us. want those beans. We just want those beans. It's fine. Like, and you know what? We're going to sell out on Amazon, so you don't get any beans for it. Yeah, you get nothing and like it. And it's like, oh, no. okay. Like, we've talked and about... And then we're going to reprint those cards and not let you ever sell them. <laughs> but, like, we've talked about, like, the death of the game store, right, yeah. of the local game store. And, like, I think, like, the, the death of the Magic-only game store happened a long time ago. Yeah. Right? I don't and think like, anyone really noticed. Yeah. I, I think that, like, it it went away. Like, it was going away, then the pandemic happened, and no one to their game store. Yeah. And they came back, and their game store was selling, like, throw-throw burrito and exploding <laughs> kittens, and there's yeah. a little magic section off to the side. They're like, yeah. yeah, we can't make any money off of this now. Yeah. Uh, so I... Like this, like this is not sustainable for like local game stores, but like Wizards doesn't care. Yep. It's just like, hey, we're gonna get ours. Because I mean, like they're they're still selling box. Like, I guess from like Wizards' point of view, like with a EV of negative, whatever, however negative it is, mm-hmm. right? At what point, like, do we get to a Dragon's Maid situation where there's just pallets of this crap in like a warehouse? And like your your middle your middle person is like no mas I can't get rid of this crap. Yeah, I really don't know. Um, this set might be kind of an anomaly. I know I know you don't watch a ton of Rudy's videos, mm-hmm. um, and I don't watch all of them. But I, you know, when one pops up that catches my interest, I'll watch it or whatever. And he did a video about this set and allocations. Mm-hmm. And supposedly this set is one and done. 
There is no reprint. There's no more shipments. It's whatever's out there is out there. Um, so I'm wondering, and th this was announced before the set released. So I'm wondering if Wizards knew this was going to be a dud. I mean, they they might have also realized that they're releasing two other sets in the span of in the two months yeah. after it comes out. Yeah. And that maybe there wouldn't be like the demand for it just because like you have X magic dollars. I mean, that's like, why would you even do that? though? That doesn't even make sense. The first Commander Legends was, you know, a home run hit. Yeah. When I was looking up uh, the stuff on Amazon to get values mm -hmm. for, you know, what the packs cost, a collector box of Commander Legends 1 is $800. Jesus. $800. That is a lot of dollars. Yeah. Like, yeah, I... The first Commander Legends was a home run. I don't know why you would follow that up with something that you... Well, I don't think... Was doomed to fail from the start. I don't you know think that I mean? they followed up, like, they specifically were like, oh, this Commander Legends is bad, right? But if you release Streets, right, and then a month later you immediately release another set, mm. and then a month later you release one paper set and one online set, right? Streets has to suffer, Mm -hmm. Right. Think about when um, was it M nine M twenty was released right into Modern uh, Horizons. Yeah. Right. Like that set, no one cared about that set. That set like came, went, no one cared. Right. Right. And then, um, right, and then Modern Horizons was like the big thing, mm -hmm. and like they've just in their like. I don't think they tried. I don't think they purposely tried to bury Commander Legends. I think they accidentally buried it. They were just like, "We've got to release, you know, seventy nine new products yeah. this year." Or last year we released eighty. This year we have to release ninety. We've got to find some way to squeeze three sets in products. the summer. Yeah. Right, and so they just this got stuck in the middle. Yeah. Because like. Um, I don't see any, like, sadly, Magic Twitter has become a lot of people complaining about Commander. That's what Twitter, like, feeds me from the algorithm, yeah. is, like, people I talking about Commander. And, like... Do you see, uh, the bear? Oh, yeah, he's going into Commander? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of questions about Uro. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, like, he was like, why the hell is Primeval Titan banned? Yeah. <laughs> explain to me why Pyramid's banned. And it's like, I I can't explain that to you because it makes literal no sense. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, I don't know, they've just buried this set. They I feel like they've buried all theirs. Like, they buried Streets. They mm -hmm. buried um, Commander. They're going to end up kind of burying Double Masters. Like, Double yeah. Masters might have the longest run. Right, is there something yeah. coming out in August? No, September is the next like the beginning set, of September. Whatever. Yeah. Right, so it's going to have the longest run. But if you look at our like EVs, right? Um uh Innistrad Midnight Hunt and Crimson Val, we're smushed mm -hmm. together, right? Yep. 
And then immediately after Crimson Val was Neo. So, like, was it, like, two and a half months? So, like, even a short window? Yeah, I think so. And then Streets was the only, like, a Neon Dynasty was the only one that had a normal, like, life cycle. Yeah. Right? And now Streets is just getting buried by back-to-back sets. Yep. So, how much of this year is it take, like... Not they don't care about EV, right? But like, are right. we just gonna see a thing where it's like, oh? Well, I mean, it, they have to care somewhat about EV because EV is what moves product, like to some extent. True. I mean, obviously, like people are gonna buy some regardless of what EV is, but but when like, I e, EV carries a product past the release weekend. So, what I, what about if this year we see that like they do they're doing the same thing where they're like whatever it's brothers war and then like whatever the next set is yeah. are like in that uh midnight hunt Val release window like that mm-hmm. same thing right what if we see the ev on those sets are garbage right and it's like oh is it the fact that you can't release two sets within like six weeks of each other yeah. or eight weeks of each other because like people just don't care mm-hmm. and it like can't you can't support that have we reached the mythical saturation point? Uh, I mean, I've reached mine. I don't buy. Yeah, I hardly buy nearly anything. as much as I used to. My my Commander Legends Baldur's Gate purchases were, uh, like, I think about like six cards or something. Actual none. I bought actual none. I mean, mine were, mine were all for the cube, so like not that I really I think bought there's... any two cards I'm going to be picking up um, for what are Pauper these two? Commander what are decks. These? Okay. <laughs> so, okay. I, I don't remember exactly what they are. One, two, I'm looking real quick. Uh, three. I Okay, I'm at five. Uh... I bought 10. I bought one of each of the gates. Mm-hmm. Okay. Apparently, I accidentally bought two of one of the gates. These things happen. Um, oops. oops. And then I bought five non-gate cards. And that was it. That's all I bought. Um, so, yeah. Like, like in, I didn't even remember some of the cards I bought. <laughs> that so, memorable real quick we're gonna end we're gonna end the podcast on a bad financial decision oh here we go i was tinkering with the cube and i was like i want an extra elf in here all right looking for an elf and i found elves of deep shadow mm-hmm. i could have bought a cheap version of elves of deep shadow did you go from the dark oh yes i did I bought a ten dollar Elves of Deep Shadow because I <laughs> was like, "You have to." I was like, "I can't not buy like the Gypsy Woman." Right. Like I was just like, "Yep, I gotta buy. I gotta buy the this super uh, scary goth chick." Yeah. Oh God. Yes, Vermeer Four's art. I bought like mine was like ten dollars. It might have been a little banged up. Apparently, the current price on them is twenty bucks. Oh wow. Yeah. I got a crispy one. Nice. Of course, I had it. I had it defaced. Oh, I mean, no, what signed. did you do it? I had Jesper sign it. 
Okay. okay. You know, mine was lightly played for eleven dollars, and the near mint ones are twenty. Wow. But yeah, uh, but yeah, that was my. I was like, I could have bought, I could have picked any other elf. I could have picked any other artwork, and they would have been like ten cents. But I was like, yep. To the point where I was like, working on the cube when I cut it, and I was like, no. I want this Elves of Deep Shadow <laughs> in the box. I have no idea if anyone will ever play the cube, but I want this Elves of Deep Shadow in this box. In that box. box. Yep. So there we go. $11. <laughs> so my, enti- okay, my entire order from Commander Legends and some random other cards uh, from previous was a grand total of, with shipping, $28. That's like, and eleven of it was in Elves of Deep Shadow. I think I, I think I spent a grand total of like a dollar on Commander (laughs) Legends cards, and it was like me then like, kind of trying to get free shipping, but they keep raising the free shipping amount. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, uh, Seagate Stormcallers are forty five cents. Sure, yeah, that card's unreprintable for a long time. (laughs) Um. Does a unique thing. Yes, I was just like, just like I, I, yeah, I just don't care about these sets. Yeah, I don't like. I'm gonna make it hard to get through this summer, buddy. It is. As I said, I've been playing standard, and it's like I get to my fourth win, and I'm like, thank God, I got my four wins. (laughs) I don't have to do that anymore. I I am done doing that now. Yeah. All right. Well, to give you something to look forward to. Yes. You got to start brewing a deck. I do. I do have to start brewing a deck. I already, I already have picked out my commander. Oh, all right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you guys said, I was like, I know exactly who I'm gonna play. So, all right. Now I just have to like put the deck around it, and all then right. I also have to figure out how to like set up my camera so I can, so you can see my cards. <laughs> yeah, I have mine set up, but I think I changed all my settings, so I'll probably yeah. have to reset it up. Yeah, I might have to go buy a. Uh, a better camera, really, just to yeah. zhuzh it up. <laughs> All right. So with that, I think we have a show. We have a show. And real quick, you guys have homework. You need to Google Elves of Deep Shadow, the dark. Oh, yeah. Be like, oh, yeah, that art. Bang it. <laughs> Correct. Correct choices. So if you want to uh, get us with any show ideas or uh, comment on how, yes, indeed, that is the best art of Elves of Deep Shadow. Uh, all of our social media links are in the description below, so check that out. Yeah. Also, if you guys want to support us, we would appreciate if you hopped on over to tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com, used our TCG player affiliate link if you're looking to pick up any singles prices, like maybe an Elves of Deep Shadow. Yeah, oh, there we go. Look Brian's at head. On yeah, the ball. That. On the ball. <laughs> Um, or anything else you're looking to pick up. Uh, like we said, prices are really cheap right now, so it's the time to buy singles. Hop on over there. Uh, anything you purchase after following that link, we'll get a cut off to help keep the show going. Uh, if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can use our Patreon, patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Uh, patrons get access to our show notes. They get more of us in our pre-show. You never know what you're going to get there. Sometimes it's all good stuff. Sometimes it's all garbage. It's a real crapshoot. You never know. <laughs> but our patrons really seem to like it. So if you want to listen to us uh, kind of off the cuff, unscripted, unedited, check out our pre-show, become a patron. 
help support the show. You also get put on my mailing list uh, once in a while. I send stuff out to you guys. I sent stuff out today. So check your mailbox. Probably by the time you're hearing this, you'll have it in your hands. Yeah. Um, and thank you. We thank you all. Yes, thank you very much. So we will catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet. <laughs>